Hello everyone, welcome to The Slice, a podcast that's focused on elevating the wealth of Africans globally and it is brought to you by Kebo. My name is Toby David and I'm here with... Hello guys, it's Jam. How's everyone's week been? Happy week been, by the way. My week has been very... My week has been very uh, hectic and unplanned. I had some hitches along the line, <laughs> so I've been very disconnected. Ah, what about you? Lagos, Lagos 2000. Damn, <laughs> I keep losing in this battle. <laughs> I keep losing. Oh my goodness, but it's been, I'm happy that we're almost reaching the end of the week. So let this week just end. And let's just move on from this week because <laughs> this week has not been the best of weeks. Ah, uh, but, but it's good, it's good, it's good. It's good. Um, so, what are we talking about today? Like, how is today going to be? So today we are going to be talking about myths in building worlds. Um, I hope you enjoyed our last episode, which was on Ponzi schemes. We broke down a lot and shared uh, our personal story. So just moving on from there, we're going to be breaking down now um, wealth, the definition, what it means, then also misconceptions or myths that people have about building wealth. So Jam, how will you define wealth? What is wealth to you? Um, when I think of wealth, I think of, you know, ah, you know that kind of money that you don't have to work for anymore. You don't have to worry. You don't have to wake up in the morning and be like, you know, I have have to to work for my 2K. (laughs) There's no daily 2K again. And it's not even about that. It's that everyone, the wealth is projected downwards, even to the next person, maybe to your family, right? When you think of the wealthiest people in the world, think of who are the people around them and how are they? They are rich people in the world. Like, yes. That's fine. Chicken. Yes. But there are wealthy people that you see that this money has been really passed down from, from one generation to the other. And you just see it oozing out. So, I, to be honest, I don't even have like a particular definition, definition around wealth. You just have like characteristics yes, of wealth. Yes, I have a perception of how wealth would look like. Okay. I've not gotten there yet. My brother's sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you? Uh, the way I see wealth, I think I'll just I'll just uh, borrow from your definition in the sense of it's something that is passed down, something that uh, it is it's not just you that can that can enjoy it fully. It will still go down to like people after you, and it might not even be people after you, but people around you. For example, for it, in case you don't have children yet, it's still something that is reaching people that are close to you. So that's just how I see wealth. But a lot of times people get confused about the meaning of being rich and being wealthy. So I think that's something that we're also going to break down. So what we say is the difference between being rich and being wealthy. See, uh, the, the core definition for me is if you have to work for your money and you're good, you're rich. Chicken, yeah, rich. Right? Okay. You're, you're, if you're fine and you're earning, your work produces your level of income and it's you know top one percent and you're good. You know, you're good. That's that's being rich. If you're wealthy, I feel like wealthy people, when it comes to wealth, it comes from a lot of investments and you know, a lot of investments that you've made that are taking care of you now. You don't okay. really a lot of passive investment. There's a lot of capital or money coming in passively that you really don't have to do much about. You don't have to think too much about it. It just comes to you. I feel like that's a huge distinction between people that are rich and people that are wealthy. There are lots of people that are rich that, that are fine. You know, they have to wake up the money and make sure that yeah. things are going well. But when you get to that wealthy point is when 
imagine if I think there was a time that I was hearing that um, Warren Buffett was receiving 20 billion dollars in dividends. So this is money that he didn't have to do anything. Just, just, just for the purpose of what what are dividends? Dividends are like earnings you get for owning a stock. Okay. Or a share of a company. So let's say for Apple now, if yes. you have a, if you he have has a stake in Apple, maybe Apple. he owns like ten percent of Apple. Apple. And if Apple makes a profit, yes, and okay. they pay it to their shareholders. To their shareholders. Just for you owning the stock. Or just it's not like you're working there. You're not making management decisions. You're not doing anything. Okay. Twenty billion. So that level of, you know, freedom. Freedom is where I feel like wealth is. Like a big distinction between people that are wealthy and people that are, you know, rich. Okay. What about you? On, on my own end, the best way, the best way I see it, the best illustration is football players are rich. The people that own the club, they are wealthy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the way I see it. The people because football players they get paid. Yeah. They get they, they get it. Ronaldo, Messi, they all get paychecks. Like oh, at the end of the, I think they've been there per week. Yeah. So at the end of the week, two hundred thousand euros. But somebody is they have to sweat to get the money. But someone is on the other end giving them the check. Yeah. So that's just how, being rich is having a lot of money, but being wealthy is having a system. For example, now all these like club owners, since we are sitting about football, all these club owners they can go for like a week. Yeah. Because they already have a system in place. It's not that they have to be on seat every 24-7. There's a system in place that is churning out, money is moving, people's salaries are being paid, whether they are on seat or not. They have built that system. So that's just how I see it. But just um, in conjunction with what we were saying about financial freedom, financial freedom, I believe, is the link between being rich and getting wealthy. So you have, so you start off and broke, then you get maybe you start building your skills or whatever or your line of work you get promotions you climb up the ladder you start getting paid more exactly. so you become rich exactly. so now the link what would take you from getting rich to being wealthy is now that financial freedom and there are six steps of financial freedom can you just break that down for us um so we have like a couple of like it's going i'm trying to see i can compress it as much as i can yeah. <laughs> so like the first one is solvency um, what that means is that at this stage, you're able to pay up your bills yourself and you're basically self-sufficient. Like you're not having any... I think one of the things that we see in the Western world is they have a lot of debt weighing on them. So you go to school, you have like student loans hanging on yes, by you. Yes, yes, yes. And one of the things I've noticed for people that are really into financial freedom, they always say settle your debt first. first. Just pay it off. I know that you're, you're done with it. You know that you're done with it, Because yes. what that allows you to do is to have control over yourself and your money. Like you're not in debt to anyone. So having solvency is really important. I think the second thing is stability. So when you get to this stage, you're able to start paying your bills and you have started accumulating savings. So what that means is that at that point, you settled your debts. Now you're basically, you know, at this point where you're having an emergency fund, you're having something that will be there so that you don't have, a, if any issues come into play, you know, you're not shocked in any way. The third one is agency. You've built up your savings over time and that could, and could even, and you can even quit your job because of how much you saved. And that comes to the aspect of, you know, having an emergency fund, whereby... So what is an emergency fund? Emergency fund is when you have enough money saved up 
to in case that covers your expenses on a monthly basis okay and usually it's usually for five to six months okay. or three to six months three to six months yes, so, exactly. you, so that means if you lost your job you have if enough you lost your job that today, you can, can survive for six months oh, okay that kind of that's and most times nigerians don't have that don't have that that's true. crazy um, <laughs> the, the fourth one is security at this point you started investing and your investments have started yielding returns enough to cover your basic needs this is something that i think a lot of people want to aspire to like being the point whereby your 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 bills are being settled by your investments that's really at that point that's where you, you're like oh i don't have to work to you know settle these bills yeah something else is settling it yes. for me um the fifth one is dependence independence uh, you can maintain your current standard of living with the money you earn through investments so at that point your bills your normal expenses everything you're currently doing is being settled by your investments and that is something that is wild like a lot of people don't even reach to that point where yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> normally you settle your bills fine they're like tiny tiny things yes. but imagine you controlling your feeding your transport all based on your investments right? just maintaining that, just that maintain, same lifestyle just maintain your same lifestyle um, and the final one is abundance your passive income can now fully support your bills and give you freedom to do whatever you want so it's not just about your basic needs now you can decide to travel and, yes. and your investments can facilitate that travel this this is the wealthy stage that is the point well, where that, that, is the, <laughs> that is the that's the that's the peak that's the point where you like, do that ah i have arrived. I've arrived i've arrived all right thank you for that so that, <laughs> those are the six stages of financial freedom and just to add to that a lot of people have um misconceptions but i think the first one that we see every time you watch uh, tv shows there's yeah. always like one rich person that doesn't go to work exactly and the person is still rich and is still buying car and is still doing his own i want ev- everyone to understand something very basic every single person that lives that kind of lifestyle where they don't work but there's money is either two things one I'm inheritance <laughs> okay three okay okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> one it's Pablo Escobar uh, uh, money, it's drug money. That's one. So he has like his cartel running the stuff. And if that's the case, well, we don't know what to tell you. We are not in that, we are not in that <laughs> line of work. We are not talking to you. We are not our target audience. So number two, inheritance. They, yeah. they have inherited money. Yeah. Number three, they have investments. You cannot see anybody that is out of these three things living that kind of lifestyle where they don't work but yet there's money but all but a lot of them not say all of us but a lot of people have this dream where oh i want to be able to travel to bahamas i want to go to mauritius and all that yeah i don't have to work the only way you will get and i repeat myself the only way the only way you will get there is if your investments are paying you now among those investments is also a business so the investments doesn't only mean stocks and the rest so if you don't have investment i'm not trying to place a curse on you or trying to say that but money doesn't grow on trees yeah if you are listening to this podcast you are probably old enough to know that money doesn't grow on trees even though all of us will be monkeys <laughs> so the only way you ever live that dream hollywood movie lifestyle is if your investments are working for you so that's just or if you have habibi uh, if you have habibi <laughs> If you have a food that is taking care of you. Yeah, it's taking care of you. But most of the time that thing doesn't last. Yeah, true. true. It doesn't last. 
it doesn't last. He's on his pain unless that person is like your parents. Yeah, true, 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 true. Unless that, and most of the time, if the only time I can see it last is if it's your parents. Apart from that, if it's another one, you can always be replaced. So, so what are the what are the likely like myths people face on a day to day basis that that might hinder you from even thinking of wealth? I know people think of wealth, but like the action to people make... they dream of wealth. <laughs> I had I had a friend where anytime you just see him like staring in the sky, he'd be like, David, if I buy like two G wagon like this, ah. If I like any single time you, have, you tap him, now Alpha, what's what's going on? He's dreaming of like either he's dreaming of G wagon or he's dreaming of getting one million uh, one million dollars per year, that kind of thing. That was just that was just the, the idea. A lot of people have this dream of ah, I'm going to get this nice house, this mansion. You know, I'm going to drive this big car. Chicken. I'm going to fly abroad and live in one fancy island over there. And, one lady is giving me that's my own dream. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give back 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 and I'm sipping juice ah lifestyle but like the execution of those things or achieving those things is a lot of work yes that's very true and that work sort of scares people right mm. for people who are taking the action but I think today we, we want to like drill down the will I say the stumbling blocks or the myths people think that oh it's, it's impossible for me right that's what the slice is about like how do we like debunk all of these weird myths and show you guys that it's actually possible from day one you can start it from today right so i think toby what do you want what's the first one that we can start the with? first one that's on the top of my head is um, self-made uh, a lot of people have this it's usually in media oh self-made millionaire self-made millionaire the fact is that no one is really self-made and if you want to there's nothing there's nothing wrong with stopping at any stage of the financial freedom ladder yeah. there's no nothing wrong but if you are going to get to the final stage it's just like it's, there's nothing wrong with getting any grade in university the abundance stage mm. but there's not there's nothing wrong getting any grade in university but at the end of the day if you are going to be the bgs like the best graduating student there are things you must do Definitely. if you don't want to do then it's fine stay on the other so if you are going to get to that abundance stage, you need to understand that there's nothing like self-made. You need people. Yeah. You need people. Partnerships are very, very key. It's not everything you can learn or everything you can Google. You still need people to like guide you or you go and meet them for help and all those things. And you, or you need them to partner. Maybe you want to start a business. And I mean, you yourself, you are a co-founder. Yeah. So, you know, you won't be able to build what you have built so far on your own. Yeah. You I, get what I'm saying? I, it's so weird when I see self-made people. Yeah. No, like, one, no one is self-made. That's your team. The team that is building that business. There are people like building out the back-end work, waking up in the morning, coming back, coming to work by night, leaving late just to make sure that that thing actually works. So there's no such thing as you doing it alone. I think, yes, I think a few days ago I went for a conference and okay. we were just networking and talking with people. And I just noticed that like that conference was basically people talking about how they got into this big accelerator program, right? What's an accelerator program? It's a program that trains startups on how to scale their business and they give them money. Oh, okay. Yeah, so to get into that accelerator program, you, ha- you need introductions. So okay. someone had to like tell you, guy, here's what you're going to do. You get, put your application like this. Yes. 
you know, here's what you have to, here are the things you have to hit in terms of milestones so that you look much more presentable to the accelerator program. A lot of that, a lot of people don't have those inside secrets, do you get? And it's only those startups that are opportunity to know about those secrets that actually get into the program. So without introduction, there's no way that... It's, it's like... Let's say impossible. Impossible. Close to impossible. Close to impossible. So you need like someone warm to say, Alpha, listen to this guy. The idea makes sense. The startup is nice. Yes. So that's when you start thinking that in every stage of your life, if you really want to be at a certain point or at a certain height, you need people. Like you need someone to just open the ladder and just be like, let me lift you up, guy. I know you. We see you're doing the good work. And it happens in every successful person's life. There is nobody, nobody that became number one without someone pushing him up. Like it's nobody just impossible. At all. Um, so yes, you can do it. You listening to this pod means that we're helping you. That's true. If you become a billionaire tomorrow, just give me one percent. <laughs> just one percent to. Just one percent. I'm not greedy. I'm not greedy. Also, in uh, just in, in conjunction with what Jama said, we also have a community. Yeah. We have a community, uh, the Kebu Tribe community, where we talk about personal finance and just help each other. Sometimes, the one thing I've learned about communicating with people is that most of the time when I get communicating, there's something that someone else would know that I don't know. Exactly. And that thing that he knows might save my life okay. or like might save my money. But I don't. there's no way I would have ever found out if I did not speak to that person. So, on the, on the community, it's a group on Telegram. So... We have people come share their experiences and also we give tips and just help people make their their personal finance life better so and, and this is like self-promoting what cable is but like cable is the definition of us saying that you can't do it yourself because what happens in real estate is that only a handful of people can even invest in yes, yes. everyone can invest in stock market now crypto everything is really open but real estate is very enclosed to certain people and Kebu sort of says, you know, if you want to tap into this market, you know, come through us. We're going to make it accessible to you, Jacob. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everyone needs some level of, you can't do it all by yourself. You need a system around you. Like you mentioned, we have a community, you need a community around you to just enable you to be the best version of yourself. So that's really key. And what's the second one you think? Like, can another, myth, another myth is that a lot of times people say, I will start... I will start building wealth or start thinking about all this when I start making more money. Yeah. I cannot do that with the amount of money I'm, I'm earning now. Yes. Well, it's true to some certain extent. Like if you are earning minimum wage or like 5K <laughs> in such a way that every single thing is budgeted for. Yeah. But at the end of the day, building wealth is a habit. Yeah. Because at, when you want to, let's say, invest in stocks now, you say you want to put 50,000 naira in stocks. That 50,000 naira, you could have used the money to buy a new shoe. You could have used the money to go out to your guys. You don't need to be a fun night. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? But you need to cultivate that discipline of putting money aside. Because when it's in stocks, you are not seeing the money now. You just know that it's on one. Okay, probably you have an app. So you just go on the app and be looking at it. But it doesn't really translate to more beans on your table or anything. So you just have to cultivate that discipline of putting money away. Knowing that your money is working for you. And, you, and you're right. Like... You, you can't think of investing without thinking of okay, where's the money going to come from, right? But I always say that it always starts with small, small things. And thank God, thank God we have technology, like right now. There are a lot of platforms, like a lot of platforms that you can start investing 
for saving with 100 naira to 1000 naira. That's true. Like, the main thing is just to build just a habit. That. Just build a habit, and you're right, like building that habit, you could start with the 100 naira, you could start with the 500 naira. As you're starting it, you're understanding that, ah, so this thing has, is, is, I have all this money saved up somewhere. You just wake up with the money, you're putting 100, 100 naira, for you it is 20,000 naira, and you're like, wow. Okay. After I use that Twitter and buy here, but still, <laughs> <laughs> but like still, you have you you can see the results of, of being persistent and building that habit, and it's so encouraging. But you can start. The point is that you can start. I think the third thing is like off the top of my head is people think that getting loan is bad, like getting getting into debt is bad, and I and I can get how it looks in our ecosystem yes like everything that especially happens especially with the uh, uh, with the loan apps yes all those ones that they, they tell <laughs> have, have, you got, have, you got, have they have they messaged you before yeah messaged me before tell tell this person that he's owing us and even we will call him and his father and lock them up and uh, uh, one called me I told him to come to, to come to my house. Like, I don't know that. Is it my fault that you, the person? You don't know. You don't know the person. I don't know the person. You just mentioned one random name and said that you took loan. That I'm the guarantor. Yeah, yeah, the guarantor. <laughs> yeah, the yes. guarantor. I said, ah, like, wait, wait, my you name that, is you there. That the, you are the guarantor. You don't sign any form. I didn't sign anything. So someone can just print your name, name and your my number. And my number is literally everywhere. Like you can call me. <laughs> so and you just. I, I, I was just like, but I don't know. They were really serious. So I said, "Come on, I was even send my address." So he wants, <laughs> so he wants to beat me. Come on, beat me. <laughs> and it's just crazy. But like, I was listening to a finance, um, an economist a few weeks ago, and the guy was saying that, funny how this is the best time to collect loan. And he said that why, this, why is that? So he, he was giving the idea that how do you hedge yourself from this inflationary? And time our inflation is roughly going to like 18 percent or something yeah that's true 17.73 or so just imagine and food prices are hiking up like mad <coughs> 30, so, he, 30%. so he gave a hint that what if you can collect loan and buy food stock that can last for three months so buy all your if you, i know you don't have the money now to buy for three months but if you get this loan you can buy food stock that can last you for three months so it will hedge you from because in that three months time the money will be more exactly will be more exactly the food will cost more exactly so it's cheaper to just get the loan how much interest are you paying maybe three percent per, per month or something and just, get the loan pay off everything, buy everything, buy everything up. Up. if you can afford to do that shall you get yes but that's like one of the tricks about and it just got to me that these are different ways that people can actually use debt to their advantage especially during this time right so thinking about debt Yes, it has its disadvantages, but there are loopholes around it that you can So, will you say that there is good depth and there is bad depth? There is definitely good depth and bad depth. What will you classify as good depth and what will you classify as bad depth? If a bad depth is the one that you borrow from this app, use that buy coastal. Use that buy coastal. I'm you happiness. If I broke now, I'm business. So that's like the typical example of bad debt. Good debt is something that you're going to use it for something much more productive. Okay. So something maybe generating cash flow for you and you want to put it there to boost the cash flow. Okay. Or something can be saving you time and money. Okay. Get. In the expectation that, oh, later in the future it will yield something. Okay. So th- those are the two reasons why I would think that someone should take a loan. But you shouldn't be taking a loan for... To buy a new shoe. Yeah, or a new shoe. Nah, <laughs> yes, thank you. All of those buy now, pay later, things I used to do. 
Hope you are doing well. Um, so I think the, the third one or the fourth one, right? Yeah, fourth one is um, people. People think that they are too young to start caring about wealth. Like when we talk to people in Kebo, some of the customers, they're like, "Wow, real estate." Mm. That's like for my daddy now. That's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it just blocks out a lot of the potential that that is available because right now the opportunities for you that were not even available for your parents. That's very true. Right. That's very true. And these platforms provide those opportunities for you as of now. Imagine if your parents started at your age. Think about like if you started. That's like you have twenty years or thirty years gap. Gap. To start it. And you're waiting to like ah. Uh, uh, let me get to thirty-five. Let me get to that. You have like twenty to thirty years gap to start, so you have this huge opportunity right in front of you. So it's never too late to start. Mm. It's never too late to start. There's nothing like I'm too young to invest, unless you're like a baby. Yeah. But the baby will not even know what to say. <laughs> I believe a lot of people believe in windfall. So a windfall is when you receive money large amount of money unexpectedly so they believe that oh when i get to 30 my any capacity might rise to 1.5 yeah. maybe that oh by that time i'll be any 10 million per month and all that but you also need to realize that by that time your lifestyle also change there's a wife there's a husband there are children let's say you pop out three kids with uh, and with all their expenses and all so the best time to start really is now and we, uh, just um, in relation to what we were speaking about before, we talked about making it a habit. The thing about habits is that the earlier you start, the better. That's why any habit book or any habits you ever see is one thing that is in, that is present in all those books is that start now. Start doesn't doesn't if it's okay you want to start doing press up start doing one press up now like don't wait till tomorrow because you just keep postponing and postponing. So another um, myth about building well I think this is number five. And probably she yeah, last one. this is our last one. So a lot of people have um, they have a mindset against budgeting. They believe that oh, if I'm trying to build world, I shouldn't be. But you need you need to. I, there's a very popular book. I don't know if you know it. The Millionaire Next Door. Yeah. Yeah. The Millionaire Next Door. By so it was by a marketing professor, and he did a lot of extensive research. And I'm not talking about research on social media. So he researched among the millionaires in America yeah. and he found out that most of them lived frugal lives. Wow. Now by frugal, we always break things down. By frugal it means modest life. It yeah. means they were not buying Lambo every two, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Or they were not buying a new house. They used normal cars, they used normal watches, maybe one or two nice dinner dates once in a while. Yeah. But they lived very frugal lives. Because of the age we are in, the social media age we are in, we see rich people and the first sign of a rich person is that, oh, which car is he posing by, or what is he wearing, and all that. But, the true sense, the rich people, or the wealthy people in this country, you don't know them. You don't know them. The only person they, that knows is them and their bank, uh, what they call these officials that they attach to you in the bank. The bank manager. No, no, not the, the one that is assigned to you personally. If you account are a big manager. man, account manager. It's only them and their account manager. A lot of people find that their parents were rich after they died. It's like, yeah. ah, so mommy had this kind of money in her account. And you will not know. So, but the way they were able to build that up is a lifestyle of constantly budgeting that, oh, I have children coming. A couple of years ago, this was before I entered university. 
I remember I wanted to, and I told my mom I wanted to buy a very expensive phone. Because I went and I, ah, mommy, help me. I need this phone. And she was like, I'm not going to give you this money. And I'm like, but because I knew around that time she had some money. Yeah. I think she was talking about she had some. So I was like, ah, that's show love. <laughs> I didn't say show love, but you get the point. Yeah. So she was not like, I can't be. I think she now said, she now compared me to another compared herself to another family member that I can't be doing like her. Yeah. Because she just I think she just bought her own, my cousin a yeah. new phone. Oh. So she says I can't be like you most likely you'll be going out of the country for your masters. Yeah. So I cannot be spending money like someone who doesn't have a child that is going abroad for yeah. masters. Do you get what I'm saying? So like there's this budgeting and this was like what six years, seven years wow. before I even finished school. Wow. So there's this there's this level of oh being intentional about your money that even though she had money at that time so even though you have money you still need to be intentional about it. you still need to plan with that money if not it is one thing that anybody listening to this podcast or anybody in this world that is old enough knows that it is very easy to blow money ah. it is we even had a, we had an episode uh, on Sapa yes. yes we had an episode on Sapa so you can go back and check that I think it's episode 2 or 3 but we had an episode of it is very easy to blow money. Don't ever think that no more, unless it's like $1 billion. And the problem with spending $1 billion will even be how to move it. It's not that what to spend, what it, to on. spend it on. It's how to move it. So you need to be very intentional about your money. And one prime way you can do that is by budgeting. You need to have it. Because if you don't budget, there's just a way that things come up. Things come up. If normally you buy maybe rice, one five suddenly you start saying let me add 500 on top before you know it the money that you spent on rice has finished by the half of the month so you need to budget and so those are just the um five key myths that we believe you need to be very conscious about on your journey to attaining abundance aka financial freedom so why have we like just to cover everything we've done in this episode we basically explained we basically explained what wealth is yeah giving you the differences between what wealth is and what being rich is and we've broken down like a couple of stages for you to get financial freedom for you to reach the point of abundance where your investments are basically settling all your basic needs and all your living expenses and all your um shall i expenses (laughs) then we've basically also broken down the myths like a lot of things can have been said about building well but we said oh how do we debunk this and give you guys the right information for how to build wealth i think in all of this the basic thing that you should just take a home take home with is you can start today yes. as little as you can you can just start today so um i think we are good <laughs> yeah i think i think that's 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 the end uh on my own end the only conclusion i will have is that the better the earlier you start the better for your future self yes there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of things that people are not usually conscious of their like their future self like who they will be in five years time for example if you were not serious with like your studies and you came out with a pass you were not conscious of your future self you did not understand that in the nigerian job market people overlook people with pass and that's the fact of it so you are not be so you need to be conscious of your future so that oh in the next five years in the next ten years where do I want to be? So even though you might feel you might feel 
like oh let me just blow everything now always remember because that person in the five years time is more important than this person now so and it goes across across everything your finances your health so that is my idea oh why should i cut down on sugar but it is to say investment in your future it's an investment in your future self it's not just about now so that's that before we even go like this one skit i just wanted to highlight it just came to my mind what skit is that so this guy his future self maybe like 2030 or 20 2040 comes to 2022 okay like time tell, travel time travel and tells him that he's now he's broke right okay that's and the reason why he's broke is that um he's always spending money on data Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what he has to do for him, for, for him to be able to survive, <laughs> to in, survive the future, in the future <laughs> that she stop spending money on data yeah. that once he starts if you stop spending money on data every single month that he's going to be a millionaire in the future <laughs> <laughs> so what he did was telling him i said that this is the gist just that's the only thing you have to do just, just stop, stop just data stop. <laughs> then he now traveled back to the future sure, okay. right and when he traveled back, started having money because his past self said, Okay, let me stop spending money on data. This kid ended this way. So this past self uh. got tired. <laughs> the future self wanted to buy a house. Okay. He had Ghana must go. He had finished counting the money. Put the money into the Ghana must go. Okay. Wanted to now pay the landlord. Okay. The money disappeared. <laughs> because that was the <laughs> That person, so they buy data 5k, 10k, 50k. <laughs> they cannot kill himself. <laughs> just, just show you that everything you're doing actually is an investment into your... yourself and to your future self. So just think about that when you're making expenses and when you're thinking about investing. Right. See you guys in the next episode. Love you guys. Thank Bye. you for listening. Bye. Bye everyone.